0: Somebody is celebrating their silver anniversary this year, 25 years in business, and they started right here in Bel Air, and now they are, I guess you could say nationwide, because they also have an office on the West Coast. So on this episode of the Hartford Business Beat, it is a honor to talk to Anita Brightman of A Bright Idea. Now let's go ahead and hit that intro and get this conversation started. Welcome to Harford Business Beat, featuring members of the Harford County Chamber of Commerce, sponsored by Harford County Living. Bringing you all the good, positive news, businesses, events, organizations, people, and just everything great here in Harford County. Go to harfordcountyliving.com and find out more. I'm your host, Rich Bennett. Let's go meet some members of the Chamber. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford Business Beat. Today, we have a, a young lady from Harford County, although... She decided she wanted to get away from the snow and she's out in beautiful California now. And uh, she is celebrating 25 years in business. Thought I was going to say, at only 25 years old, too. So, Anita, I don't know how you do it. You're <laughs> only 25 years old celebrating 25 years in business. But we have Anita Brightman on with us from A Bright Idea Advertising. How you doing, Anita?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Rich.
0: Did I I get everything right there?
1: So I wasn't 25 when I started A Bright Idea. I was 26. Oh, Oh, no, I thought you were 25 now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, uh, that's wishful thinking. That's wishful thinking. Big milestone birthday this year.
0: But no, congratulations on 25 years in business um, because you started here in Harford County, correct?
1: That is correct. Um, I started as a home-based business. Um, I live over by C. Milton Wright High School and uh, started working out of a spare bedroom of the house as a um, sole practitioner and uh, have grown the business to three offices now across the country.
0: Wow. Did you ever think it would be this big?
1: I have to say, when I started A Bright Idea, I really thought that it was my temporary job. I had just had my daughter, Mm -hmm. and I had been traveling a lot for work, and I thought this was what I was going to do temporarily until I found my next job. Uh, I had been working uh, for a large defense contractor at Aberdeen Proving Ground on a contract that was coming to an end. And they were not going to win the work again. So I knew that I I needed to go and find something else to do. So I resigned. I had just moved into my house uh, over in in Bel Air. I have this brand new baby at home. And again, I just thought, this is what I'm going to do for for a little while. Um, But I really liked it. Um, I... uh, treated it like a business from the very, very beginning. And um, and it has grown to something that has made me extremely proud to uh, have, you know, about 40 employees that are part of a family and to know that I'm helping uh, create a whole little business ecosystem for all of us. Now, did you actually go to school for marketing? I did. So I attended uh, UMBC at first, transferred to Towson University because I was living at the time literally down the street from Towson. Um, So I have an undergraduate degree in um, public relations and then I went back to University of Baltimore and got my graduate degree in publication design. Okay.
0: So 25 years, uh, went to school for marketing Left APG and started this, and it exploded. That is awesome. Well, I don't know
1: awesome. if I would say awesome. it exploded. Well, it exploded um, now. It's, it's, now. It's funny that you, you say exploded because um, working at APG, people always think about, um, oh, the kind of work that you're doing. And I started uh, working on a contract for the Army, related to the disposal of chemical weapons that were stored across the country and um, was happily hired as one of the first people to support that as a public affairs program. Um, And I have continued through A Bright Idea to help support that mission for the last 25 years. That's awesome. That's Um, awesome. The weapons have been destroyed at multiple stockpile sites across the country. Uh, work is still ongoing in Kentucky and Colorado, oh, wow. and we have a few employees in Kentucky and in Colorado that are still supporting that mission.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, because I know we're getting off subject here, but I know APG had a lot. I mean, that was, that's what it was—ordinance, um, not museum. But that's what they took care of over there. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Lots of ordinance, S- and to, you know, you get. Um, I would say in your career, you have just a few opportunities to work on really important mission driven projects. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been blessed to have a couple of those through my time, um, at a bright idea.
0: So when you started, it was basically yourself, right?
1: That is correct. And I started as a sole practitioner and how many employees, you do as now? a home-based business, now? we have about 40 employees. Um, in three offices across the country we have our headquarters office in bel-air folks probably have seen our office buildings on archer and george street we have a little like mini campus Mm -hmm. um, in bel-air and then we have an office in southern california in burbank and one in northern california in the sonoma county area
0: can you do me a favor send me some of that wine back this way
1: um, we've got plenty of wine in Bel Air, uh, some great wine. Um, it's, it's interesting, we, we uh, always seem to have um, wine at our A Bright Idea events and celebration. <laughs> There's an expectation for wonderful wine. Um, and actually, one of our staff members, um, uh, Christy Shepard, her husband is actually a winemaker. Uh, he's been in um, Northern California for a number of years. He trained in France, and they are opening a tasting room um, in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Hopefully it'll be open this summer, um, and it's uh, yeah. his name is Kieran Robinson. His wines are spectacular.
0: I could sit here and talk with you for hours. Why do we have to limit this? (laughs) That is pretty wild though.
1: Because we all need to get back to work. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Keep those 40 employees going. That's why. All right.
0: So 40 employees, so that means you're a full service agency, right?
1: We are. We are a full service agency offering advertising, public relations, graphic design services. We do video production. Um, We have a really talented team of creative individuals. Um, We really like to think about offering strategic, creative services where we integrate both writing and design in, in what we do. So explain to everybody,
0: because I've seen some sole proprietors claim they are a full service agency. What does it mean to be a full service agency?
1: Sure. So I, I think you're, you, you know, when some people say that it's full service, it means that they're offering those services. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's their core capability. Right. So when I started a bright idea 25 years ago, the core competency of the company was based upon my skill set. So so my skill set was in public relations. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to school for public relations. I'm accredited in public relations. I'm now part of the Public Relations Society of America, their College of Fellows. So that's really, you know, my skill set. I also really enjoyed design. And so I went to graduate school to learn publication design. So the services that I offered at A Bright Idea at that time were really based upon what my individual skill set was. Right. Right. Um, if someone asked me to do video production, perhaps at that time, it was not something I was capable of doing on my own, but I had a network of individuals that I knew that could help me provide that service. Okay. So I think there are some sole practitioners that claim their full service because they have a series of resources and networks to be able to pull from. Um, I have very intentionally grown the team at A Bright Idea slowly and with complementary skill sets that were what I had and we built upon. So we started with PR and design Mm -hmm. and then we've added more advertising work and we've added more video production and interactive work and web design with the team that we have and then you build your bench deeper and you add more people that can do that same kind of work so that when our clients are working with a bright idea they are really getting to work with our team and in working with our team they know that they're going to be taken care of for any kind of marketing need that they have Mm -hmm. and that the product that they're getting is a collaborative effort from our entire team so if someone happens to leave our organization the institutional knowledge still rests with us as an organization versus that of just an individual okay so we like to say we offer a matrixed approach to marketing communications. So if a customer, say, is hiring us to do a job and they're looking for 400 hours, for example, of support services from us, they might need some hours from someone in graphic design, they might need some hours from someone on our PR team, and they might need some hours from somebody doing digital ad buying services. They're not going to have to work with a single individual. They're going to get the specialist who is highly trained and skilled in that particular service to provide them the support that they need. So uh, sometimes people refer to it as like the PowerPoint Ranger, right? right. The one, the one right. person in the organization who's really good at PowerPoint. But you can only do a good PowerPoint based upon what their skill set is. Mm-hmm. We have the depth within our organization to give clients that matrix support of working with the specialist um, within our team when they have a need for that particular skill set.
0: Speaking of clients, what type of clients does A Bright work with?
1: So we have um, a variety of clients that we've worked with over the years. Uh, we work in the commercial sector, re- traditional retail mm-hmm. business. We work with nonprofit clients. And a good portion of our business over the years has been in the government sector, whether that's federal government, local or state government work that we're doing. Um, Just in Harford County, some of the clients that we have worked with in the past or are working with now would include the John Carroll School. Forest Hill Pediatrics, Smith & Company Dental. Uh, we've worked with Dr. Tannenbaum at the Bel Air Center for Addictions. In the past, we've worked with the folks at the Kelly Group. Uh, we've been uh, part of the group that's worked with Harford County Public Schools and helped work on the branding, uh, rebranding for the Harford County Public Schools. We've done works with Upper Chesapeake, with Parings Bistro. On the larger national scale, uh, we are the agency of record for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, We also do work with a logistics company known as Routesmart. We do work for Amtrak. And at the federal level, we work with groups like the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Bureau of Land Management. Wow, um, wow. Yes, uh, the Maritime Administration, um a, a large uh sector of groups uh, across the board uh over our you know 25 years that's a very impressive portfolio there well I, I appreciate you saying that and and i will say it is an impressive portfolio and it is wonderful to know that harford county has um an an agency in It's backyard that's able to provide Mm -hmm. such you know creative strategic communications we do award-winning work right on Archer and George Street you don't have to be in Baltimore you don't have to be in New York and although I might be in uh, Los Angeles County sometimes you don't even have to be in LA Um, it really is a testament to the quality of our staff and our creativity And, uh, that's, what's helped us develop this, uh, really great client list. And it's an honor really working with many, many of these clients when they're important projects that they entrust us to be able to help them with their business and their business goals.
0: Now this next question, wow. I have a funny feeling you're going to have probably a hundred things here that you could say and take your time because I know there's gotta be a lot, uh, but before I get to the question, I have to tell you this. I learned about you years ago before I even started Harford County Living. When I used to work in radio, that's how I found out about your business. So I've more or less seen you grow since then. And I just want to say that I am very proud of what you've done because I just love to see a small business grow like that. And the accomplishments you made is... To me, you're an inspiration to a lot of other people, and I ju- I just want to say that. But what are some of the most uh, some of the things that you're most proud of?
1: Hmm. So I um, really am proud of some of the key projects that we've worked on in the past. Um, when I started my career supporting the Army's chemical weapons disposal program, and knowing that we're still helping support that mission today. Um, that, I would say, is one of those once-in-a-lifetime client projects that you get the opportunity to work on. And um, to know that I played a very, very small part um, in the safe elimination of chemical weapons from the United States and from the world is probably going to be one of those moments in my career that I... I would say i thought was going to be really hard to um change right right? like say that that was going to be the moment and as much as i love that and i still feel like that is an incredible pivotal piece for me it's like we've had magic again and about a decade ago um our work with dr tannenbaum and the bel air center for addictions made us aware of the opioid crisis that was like a, a headlights facing us yeah. in the country. Yeah. And we had the opportunity to meet with the public affairs team at the Drug Enforcement Administration when they were planning to do their first ever national prescription drug take-back event. And we have been supporting DEA in that national mission for the last decade. So to know that we have seen the the uh, change in the country, we've seen how hard Hartford County's been affected by the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. And to know again that we're playing a small part to try and help solve that problem is again just it's wonderful. It's inspiring to our team to be able to work on projects like that that are so meaningful, um, and it it drives everybody to really do their best.
0: Now, before we get into the chamber, you have to give us some ideas here. What are you going to be doing or started doing to celebrate 25 years?
1: So, you know, with the pandemic, it makes it a little bit difficult at times to um, really celebrate the anniversary in the way that, that we would want. So we started planning for our 25th anniversary more than a year ago. We're calling our entire celebration our Silver and Shine Celebration. Um, Our core, you know, colors of our branding at A Bright Idea have been purple and silver Mm -hmm. from the very beginning. So silver just seemed really fitting with the association with the 25th anniversary. Uh, We kicked off this calendar year with our staff and really uh, a way to thank them for all of their efforts in helping get us here to this place. So um, we designed Silver and Shine swag boxes for staff members that included a fun little sticker pack, um, a journal. Um, it included a 25th anniversary T-shirt, and we have had to mail them to everybody's home oh. because we've been working remotely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've been uh, working on some uh, webisodes that we are intending to um, start posting to our uh, social media and to our website. In the coming months, uh, we created a great uh, mark to recognize our 25th anniversary and uh, have a flagpole at our office that uh, is down temporarily because of some construction. But now that we're all back in the offices, we intend to host a little ceremony when we hoist the 25th anniversary flag back up on our campus. Um, We're posting on social media. I've written a couple blogs to reflect about um, our anniversary. And we're getting the chance to talk with someone like you about uh, what we're doing. It really would be our hope to host some sort of event Mm -hmm. this summer when we come to August and the actual anniversary date um, for a bright Idea, our birthday. But we have to kind of wait to see what the health and safety regulations are to be able to do that. But it would be wonderful to celebrate with our friends, our clients, and our staff uh, to mark this special day.
0: I'm sure you're going to be able to. I I see, you know, because a bright idea, I see a bright thing in the future in August that you're going to be able to pull off that celebration. Thank you. So how long has a bright idea actually been with the chamber?
1: Oh, my gosh. I think we've had a relationship with the chamber for a long time. Um, I probably didn't join the chamber immediately as as a small business owner. Um, I think probably I was a little nervous maybe about the the cost of doing that, but I remember um, initially coming to one of the first chamber meet and greets and talking to folks and then going to some business networking events and really getting to to know folks and and like them a lot. I remember having discussions with Bill Securo back when a membership directory was being produced. Um, Was really excited when uh, Vanessa uh, took over reigns and was working at the chamber. And I sort of known Angela for a long time because my son is the same age as her daughter. And so we kind of knew each other a little bit um, and knew her from some of her other positions within Bel Air. And so she's been a wonderful Um, advocate for us and we've also you know shared some insights with her about how we think the chamber um, can can grow and market itself as well.
0: Well and speaking of which what type of advice can you give not just to chamber members but businesses in general about beating the odds especially now during COVID?
1: So I think um, you can't underestimate branding Mm -hmm. in what you do Um, branding is really the cornerstone of your business it helps set the expectation for what the interaction is going to be with your business and with your staff Um, and to that end you have to think about your corporate culture that you're trying to establish and create you can't just let it happen organically although it does in a lot of ways You have to set the path for what it is you're trying to accomplish. So your staff is an extension of you as a business owner, and your staff are reflective of the values that your business brings and part of that brand experience I was talking about, the consistency that your customer is going to have. So I think a lot of times businesses focus on the external, Mm -hmm. the customer end of things, and they need to focus just equally as important on the internal component about the culture that they're trying to create. Because when you have a good culture, employees want to come to work, they have a good time when they're at work, they produce a great product, and your customer in the the end is happy.
0: Something my father always told me, if work is no longer fun... You're in the wrong field. You need to find something new. And that's, I'm glad you said that because that's something very important. Work should be fun. And, you know, your employees, and I'm sure this is with you, your employees look forward to coming to work. And that's a big I, thing. That's a
1: big thing. I hope that's the case. I hope that everybody, every day comes in with a smile on their face. Um, Our CFO says to me he gets up every morning. He can't wait to get into work. He's happy. Even on a bad day, Mm -hmm. it's still the best decision he feels like he's ever made. Now, we're all going to have those moments, right, where – It's not the most exciting thing that we have to do. I mean, it is work, right? I mean, it's not always all fun. But you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the individuals that you work with. You have to enjoy or feel there's meaning in the work that you're doing. And that's a motivator to get up and rinse and repeat and do do it again. And I really feel like for the last 25 years, I have enjoyed what i'm doing so much that i can't imagine doing something else and i guess that's that's how i got to 25 years that i may have started thinking this is what i was going to do temporarily Mm -hmm. and it literally has been in the blink of an eye that that baby is now you know grown and has her own job and I have this whole team of people in multiple places but I'm still excited by the work I'm doing I'm challenged all the time yes. in the past year certainly with covid that's thrown another curveball at me as a business owner about how do you how do you navigate this how do you how do you lead people when you're a little fearful yourself mm-hmm. about what's coming down the pike but we've made it through again. And so now that's something new in my toolbox, um, in my memory bank that I can pull from the next time I have a challenge. Um, I think one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received from my mentor was to to not try to look too broadly at everything right. Right. Um, because you can get afraid. It's like, you know, I don't really like heights, so I don't want to look down. <laughs> So when you when you stop and you look down, you panic uh-huh. and you uh-huh. become fearful. and so if you just focus on the next thing that you need to do, you will get through. Very good. Do you have anything to add? So I would say uh, probably two other things I think are uh, important lessons that that I've learned, and it's about surrounding yourself with really good people that know specialty pieces of work so um when when i started i had to do it all right Mm -hmm. i knew i was a good technician i was good at public affairs i was good at design but i was not an it person i did not have an accounting background and i needed to do everything From fixing the computer when it was broken, writing the proposal, doing new business development, putting together the invoice, making sure the money went into the bank and we were handling the books okay. And it was apparent to me that I was doing things that were not my skill set. And it took me far longer to do, and I had a harder time with it. So eventually, I started to find people that were really talented at what they do whether that was an attorney or an accounting person or working with George Heidelmeyer on payroll, (laughs) all of these different folks that I started to build a relationship with, health benefits, IT support. And these are folks that you can rely on. And what I found is that I opened up a tremendous amount of time for myself, Mm -hmm. which allowed me to focus on the things I was good at. So as scared as you are to spend that money, it is the best investment that you can make because you are investing in your business and you are giving yourself the opportunity to be able to invest in the business Mm -hmm. and in yourself to do the things that you're really good at. Um, That was a, a difficult lesson to learn. And one of my very first clients who was a recruiter was one of the, he had 10 employees at the time and I was the sole practitioner and he shared the E-Myth book with me. And when I read it, it was like the light bulb had gone off. That again, you know, I I thought I was this entrepreneur and I had 24 hours in the day to just get it all done. (laughs) Uh, I would say beyond that, um, I would say paying it forward when you can. Yes. Yes. So if you can't, stroke that big check that you know maybe is for a sponsorship how else can you volunteer there were plenty of opportunities that we have donated design services Mm -hmm. um, to individual we've offered to write press releases for groups we have donated branding services Um, lots of little things that you can do Uh, I served on the board for the Boys and Girls Club for probably a decade. Some of the most wonderful work that I ever had the chance to do. And there were so many things that you could do, whether it was attending a meeting and then talking to Mm -hmm. a kid afterwards, helping plan steak and burger night, uh, working on the design for Kiss a Pig. You know, anything like that that you can participate in and help with is really important and it shows how our business community really supports the larger community as a whole. And if we've learned anything in this past year, we need to find ways that we can all support one another and, and work together. Yes,
0: and I agree with you 100% there because for
1: some reason, a lot of people think they cannot
0: help unless they strip that check and that's not true at all. So many people can volunteer. There's so many different things you can do. And people just got to understand that. Anita, thank you so much. Congratulations on 25 years. And we're going to do this again in another 25 years, too.
1: Uh, That would be great. I look forward to that and telling you sort of how our story has evolved and, and where we are at that point in time.
0: I want to thank Anita once again. And if you need their services, go to a bright com. Again, that's abrightideaonline.com. Celebrating 25 years, that is just simply amazing. That is very good. Now, you know what I'm going to say. If you haven't been on the podcast yet and you're a member of the chamber, what are you waiting for? It's free to come on, and I promise I don't bite. Okay Just contact Kate At kate at harfordchamber.org And if you're not a member Of the chamber yet Contact the chamber Join Believe me It is worth it You are going to Experience so many Different benefits You're just going to be Blown away And now you get to Come on the podcast As well So go to harfordchamber.org Get on the podcast until next time, my name is Rich Bennett with Harford County Living. Stay safe and stay busy.